Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey folks, and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Goodall, and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under, or anywhere in the world for our new segment, Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. This episode is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and leave a comment with your thoughts on the episode. Officials in the U.S. Defense and Intelligence Establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. Grush sitting down with award-winning investigative journalist Ross Coldhart, who's reporting for News Nation and has spent years reporting on the UFO question. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse. People started confiding in me, they approached me. I have plenty of current former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program, they named the program, I've never heard of it, and they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was in fact a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. If you're right, if you're telling us the truth, mm -hmm. everyone the entire American public 
has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the U.S. populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. You are saying to the human race, for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the U.S. government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of well, well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, um, sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as, fan as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So I've got to be blunt about this. Yeah. You're not making this up. This no. is not a lie. No, absolutely not. Because everybody watching this right now is looking at your face. Mm -hmm. They're going, is this guy for real? I am for real, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting here at great personal risk and obvious professional risk by talking to you today. The Pentagon has released a statement to News Nation about this report. They say to date, Arrow has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or exist currently. Arrow is committed to following the data and its investigation wherever it leads. Arrow working with the Office of the General Counsel and the Air Force Office of Special Investigations has established a safe and secure process for individuals to come forward with information to aid Arrow in its congressionally mandated historical review. Arrow's historical review of records and testimonies is ongoing and due to Congress by June 2024. And Arrow welcomes the opportunity to speak with a former or current employee uh, or contractor who believes they have information relevant uh, to this historical review. And Elizabeth, we know that David Grush, he's filed that whistleblower complaint. He, he's been on the record under oath. Uh, testifying to many of these things that he said in our report tonight. Right, and it's important to point out that this statement from the Pentagon from Arrow, Gresh's is alleging that this top secret, top, top secret, secret program is keeping it a secret from Arrow. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And if Gresh is, what he's saying is true, uh, you know, the spokespeople, all of those folks at that level wouldn't even know wouldn't this even was going on it. anyway. All right, I, I got to ask you, I, I, you know, he has a compelling story to tell. Very little of it seems like firsthand knowledge. Isn't he just repeating what somebody else has told him or somebody else has showed him? Yes, that is what he's doing, but he says he's talked to a number of people who are in very, very high level positions. He also had basically the highest level of uh, classified material information that he was able to receive. Uh, we went back and checked over, um, you know, his history, all of his credentials, he checked out. out check out completely. Uh, unfortunately, there's In really addition, a couple people have come forward publicly to vouch for him, people who are high ranking. They have, they have. And uh, this article first came out this morning, and I think it's interesting that, you know, there hasn't been any sort of effort to discredit what he has said uh, either from the de Defense Department. So interesting. Uh, right, all right, guys, thanks for joining in. It's great to have you here back with me tonight. Uh, if you jo didn't join us in last night, there we'll be covering again tonight uh, regarding David Grush and his um, whistleblower uh compilation here and the, you just saw the clip there with the upcoming interview with david grush uh, and ross courtard which i believe is coming out this sunday or monday i'm still trying to track down exact dates and times for this for years which i will share when it comes to it and i'll do try and do a bit of a live party with that but anyway look um we're recovering this again tonight there uh triffin from unlocking the code is joining me tonight 
and wants to discuss this a little bit deeper and a bit further. And we're just going to be bouncing each other, off each other here and um, whatnot and see what we come up with. Um, so, yeah, guys, do by all means get in the comments there. Show us your opinions there. We've got a few comments there at the moment, which we will cover that soon. But um, what what better way to go and start this night off, mate, and uh, get Triffin on here to join us tonight. And it's great to have you back there, mate. You've been a bit quiet lately. What's uh, what's happened? Yeah, you coaxed me out of my hole, mate. Uh, there's been plenty <laughs> of people asking where the next podcast is coming, and it is coming. I, I had to take a little bit of a hiatus. However, yeah, you coaxed me out of my hole with that Instagram post the other day, and it was only a snippet of what uh, that's uh, – I hadn't seen all of that. Um, and I think it's very interesting. I think probably the, the most interesting part I heard was at the end where the DOD has not come out and said anything against what he's saying, right? And mm. I suppose how much further down the rabbit hole do we have to be in before we believe this as a collective, you know? Um, and I must say, I did cheat a little bit. Kudos to Grant Novak. He's a good mate of ours. He runs the uh, Unexplained Rundown uh, YouTube channel, and he did a 45-minute show that I listened to tonight. So there's, I'm going to be using some of his info, but listen to that episode. He's actually got a really good petition going as well. Uh, yes. And, yeah, I was meant to mention that last night, actually. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a link for that, let's put that in there somewhere, mate. I didn't, I couldn't see where I've had it because <clears> I got <throat> kicked off Twitter. But that's a different story. Oh, I mean, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you sharing disinformation? No, yeah, I, I shared an inflammatory <laughs> comment, and yeah, I got kicked off Twitter. So I have to do a whole appeal process and stuff, and that's that's part of the reengagement. However, it's interesting, you know. These, I mean, Ross is an Aussie. He's been interviewed doing this stuff for a long time. He's been at the coalface from his perspective for many years, uh, and since we last spoke, I've actually uh, had a, had a watch a phenomenon. Uh, that's by what's his name? I was listening to him earlier. James uh, Fox. James Fox. Yep. Yeah. But I also have watched Moment of Contact, uh, which you can only order through YouTube Premium, and it's well worth the fifteen dollars. Uh, if you watch those two, I mean, the Phenomenon one had a bit of the Westall stuff as well. However, the information on this stuff is—it's almost overwhelming at this point. I mean, me and you got together sometime last year and how many episodes have we done now that's how thick and fast mm. yeah that's how thick and fast that this stuff's coming out okay uh and yeah and g'day to aussie sue she said evening to us so g'day sue and facebook user i don't know who that is so however i mean i mean i i caught a little bit of your stuff last night mate but what you know you, you're obviously assimilating this data day by day um yeah is is this is this what we've all been waiting for, mate? I suppose is the question. Well, to be honest, like we've already had this being released over the years by multiple whistleblowers. Yeah, but it's the fact that it's been agreed upon from Congress to come forward with this sort of information is what's the big bombshell at the moment. Because mm. Congress is going, hey, yeah, look, release it. You know, obviously he's not going to go and start talking about uh, you know the classified sort of stuff, but even mentioning that there we do have some sort of crafts there from a non-human species that's that's something i would have thought would have been classified in on its own but he's obviously yeah. been allowed to go and say hey look we've got something here um now he hasn't claimed that they're et so let's, i'm just going to point that out like if you watch the videos there's nothing there's really saying it's et extraterrestrial 
I think it's yeah, more implying that it's something like species from another planet or something is what he said. Do, you think, do we have something from? It'd be interesting to go back. I'm pretty sure that Ross asked him, "Is there are they uh, of an alien origin or an, another species?" And I think he's is this another species. So I'm thinking they're more pointing and referring to terrestrial beings. So um, I sort of like had a bit of a play on this <laughs> last night. Um, so like it could be reptilians, uh, it could be dinosaurs, and then someone's like, "Oh, it could be yowies." It's like, "Yowies, yeah, that could be another good little spin-off to that one." Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, like what the hell could it be? Like, as everyone sort of knows, like we're the only species that's or, intelligent species that's that we've been told that we know of. We've been told, that's, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it, it it does echoes of the yeah. He alluded to pilots of ET craft. I agree. Um, and yeah, Chris, look, it, it's it, the insanities are all around us, mate. This is half the problem, isn't it? Right? How is this not the front page news on every newspaper around the world? Is yeah. is insane, you know? And, and I even mentioned this last night too. Australia has not even touched this yet. No, no, actually, well, nothing Grant, from Channel Seven, nothing from Channel Nine. Um, no, maybe a few new little news article, like newspaper articles. That's about it. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, as I say, I'm going to be quoting Grant a little bit tonight because I, oh, Oy. I just got Gross. attacked by something. <laughs> Actually, I should show the listeners that, shouldn't I? I was yes, go on, yes, there. show it. It's, it's hilarious. It's um, spot on. So, in my travels, I, I found this, people. Just move it around a little bit. They got a bit of glare happening here and there. That's spot on. Yep, cool. So, I think that is. Spot on to probably what's happening in our history, to be honest. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. the evidence for that, the evidence from that's not thin on the ground. And maybe we, uh, maybe I can sort of dig into an alternative origin story a little bit later if you like, mate. Um, yeah, I've got one too, actually, to add to that too. And yeah, by all means, let's do it. Yeah. So we'll have a bit of a play with that a little bit later on. I mean, <sighs> again, I'm going to quote our good mate Grant because he, he, because he's, he's been at the coalface as well the last couple of years. He's taken that ball and he's, he's ran with it. Um, and he's submitting documents, and he actually got a response from the Royal Air Force, and basically they said um, the Air Force is not – it's basically a thanks but no thanks, nothing to see here, right? And it's the 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 silence, I think, and, you know, Grant said, is the Australian government waiting for permission from Big Brother, basically, to – enter into the conversation but a big part of that was the five eyes thing is that they have been they've had five eyes conversations right which is obviously australia new zealand um america great britain and canada canada um so they've had meetings about it so there would have been a representative from australia there uh and you know as i say that the the stuff about the westall thing that was covered in the phenomenon I've been following Grant's stuff as well. Those guys sell something, right? I mean, how many episodes are you up to now? Uh, th- these, this is a phenomenon. This is real. You know what I mean? It's uh, uh, Jane saying she's seen something similar. Oh, yeah, I think it's with regards to your um, your picture there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, however, yes, it's this this phenomenon is real, and. We've said it a thousand times, but it's it it stands true. It's crazy that no one cares. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm, yeah, I know. Again, no one 
fucking cares. Yeah, no one cares, right? It's no one cares. <laughs> well, we care. Grant cares. Our listeners care. However, absolutely. Um, I think the you know the past few years, notwithstanding in the cognitive dissonance that we're now all experiencing, pretending it didn't happen. Um, no one, yeah, no one wants to get outside their bubble, right? Which is, uh, yeah, someone said, uh, what if they are not able to care? I feel like we're being stalked because it's uh, it's just a Facebook user, right? Yeah, no, told. it's a bit of a glitch in the system. They're not really glitch, but um, I think they're watching from the Australian UFO sightings page. So because it's uh, a private group, it doesn't show the people uh, who it commenting is. there. Yeah, but they also right. have to. They should have got a um a note there in the live stream of, up the top of the comments there, which should say for them to allow Streamyard to go and use their information to. Oh, get um, Paul. So yeah, Paul, welcome back, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, I know you guys care. However, it's it's one of those things where it's like, how do we? But we come back to the same question when it's like all this evidence keeps coming out. You know, Corbell's been releasing stuff, right? Uh, like, yeah, you drag me back onto the mic, mate, but the, the research never stops. You know me. I, I, can't, no, I can't help myself, right? Uh, and so I've been, you know, keeping up with Corbell's stuff. As I say, I watch the phenomenon and moment of contact, um, you know, keeping up with some of the podcasts and stuff that I listen to. This is, I think there's still a fair percentage of the population, right? So, you know, Paul's saying that, yeah, finally we are awake as a population. I think more and more every day definitely um, are coming to that conclusion. However, there's still a fair percentage of the population, and I would say the percentage of population that might be in power uh, does not want to face the ramifications, okay? Because, I mean, if we actually admit that this is real, okay, uh, and, you know, I... I Oh, I should have. I think we shared some photos and stuff, right? It's like it. Uh, you know, there's been some very interesting sightings here in Australia, okay, mm. lately, right? It seems like the sightings and these things are going up perceptively now. Whether that's they're more accepted into the zeitgeist now, I don't know. Um, however, is it the ramifications of actually saying yes, this is true? You know, like, how is the, and I'll, I'll be as diplomatic as I can, how is the religious population going to handle the fact that aliens are real? Right? I mean, yep. this is, how is that going to happen? You know? Well, it's pretty much going to go and cause a bit of a uh, discomfort for them, I suppose. Like, as far mm. as they're aware, they're just only alien, uh, not, uh, angels and demons. Mm. But again, we they, they could be correct on that aspect. Um, I was going to say, what is an angel and what is a demon, mate? You know, yeah. I think the, the last conversation we had with Grant, we sort of got into that towards the end, didn't we, right? Yeah. Is the stories of angels and demons actually extraterrestrials, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> it depends on how you want to perceive it all. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I think the story is the story is the story is the story. You know, and one of the original reasons that we connected is he wanted me to talk about the, the ancient history and revolved to UFO sightings. And it's going back in cave paintings, man. There's cave paintings here in Australia that are 50 plus thousand years old that depict what you would say is, as we would understand, as extraterrestrial, you know, the the, the classic big head, big eyes, dish shape, you know, and that's not just here. It's all over the world since forever. So, yeah, you know, what are we talking about, right? 
Um, and yeah, look, there is millions of contactees, Paul. I think this is the thing, you know, and this is, you know, I think I shared my, my couple of experiences last time that we were on, you know, like I think mm. people see stuff, you know, um, and Michelle, I, I hope they don't eat us. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd be a bit of a shame. Uh, however, which, well, look, that's a, that's a question for Anthony. Which state in Oz has the most sightings, mate? I'd imagine military bases, maybe Pine Gap, maybe Northern Territory. I don't know. Oh, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of claims of which places have the most sightings there. To be honest, it, it's right place, right time. To be honest, and depending on who you are, going by the people I've talked to, like they, it's a really tough one to really sort of give a real straightforward answer to because it, everyone's got different claims here and there, and I can't give you a straight answer on that one. Sorry. I, yeah. Um, you can go to the ones that where they claim it to be. Uh, I can try and find it for you down the truck there. But again, yeah, like I said, like these, these are just claims. You might go there, turn up there, and think it's a hot spot, and you see nothing. Go well, I thought it was a hot spot. So it's like, well, I just waste my time going here. So it, again, yeah, it's like right place, right time, or right person, whatever. I don't know. However you want to claim it. So, Sorry, guys, I just inhaled my drink. I don't need to be choking in the background. <laughs> That's right. It's not as bad as me last night, mate. I was bloody choking up the storm there, dying. I'm rusty, mate. I haven't been on the air for a while. Yeah, it's... I'm using you to bounce off there, so I'm going to have a bit of a cough. <laughs> and mute the mic there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most, so... contact, most contact is a dream state. Mm. Look, that <clears throat> it's an interesting question. There's an interesting perception. Is it a vibrational thing? I mean, you know, then you then you're going to start talking about okay, is it a dream start? Are, are most maybe sightings are taking place in alternate dimensions? Okay, the problem is is that nothing is off the table. Okay, which is a good thing and a bad thing because nothing's off the table. You know, like so, how do you, how do you, where do you? Because I mean, yeah, I think you know some of the ones you're lying in bed and they take you out of the window and all that sort of stuff, right? I mean, that's. That's one of the classic stories. Are you in a dream state there? Yeah, astral contact. Yeah, yeah, mm. and yeah, and your sleep state, your 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 rhythm, your, your, your beta, delta, alpha, beta, delta, zeta, zeta sleep. I think it's a deep sleep. Don't quote me on that one. Um, however, yeah, there's there's multiple different ways that. Well, you know yourself, Anthony. You know you've got to, how many shows are you now? Different mm. types of experiences are experienced by different people. You know? That's right. Um, so then the question is, so let's go back to the video. Uh, theta. I knew it was something, Ada. Thanks, Paul. Um, I think go back to the video where it's like we've got many craft. How many? Many. Okay. So is yeah. that is that one type of craft? Is that two types of craft, right? Are the Tic Tacs and the spheres from the same place? Are the discs from the same place? Like the yeah. triangle craft, where are they coming from? You know what I mean? Like, is is it, you know, we've, we've riffed on this before, man. Is it an alien ant farm? Is that is that yeah. what we're doing? You know? Uh, it's 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 so fascinating. However, the problem that, I, that we have is when does it reach critical mass, right? When... When does it become undeniable? I think is the question. Well, that's the thing too. And the biggest question too, like you're saying, like there's all these different models of crafts and shapes and whatnot. And it's like, is it the same one species or is it different species? Um, like they didn't really mention too much. Like they're just saying, well, they claim that it's a, a species that's non of non-human origin. 
Yeah. So they, did, Paul they didn't really. Yeah. yeah, they didn't really put a plural to it. I don't really think. Like you know, they didn't say that they are species, mm. or is it just non-human species? Well, I don't know. Like I don't know how you want to look at it. It's. <clears throat> but I suppose we've got to really wait till this interview comes out to really go and dive deeper into, or let's try and get a, a better idea and bigger picture of this instead of speculating on this. Like people are trying to claim he's not credible. Um, mm. He's a you know. I'll go back up through the comments here. Like, um, like as we're warming up there, you know, it's like, um, you know, they're claiming he's a misinformation agent. Like, uh, uh, what's this? Basically, the beings exist. Humans are not prepared for the real contact. There is going mm. to be a global meltdown at some point, which is, yeah, at some point there probably will be. Yeah, well, there's um, that, you know, there's that, there's that real going around at the moment. What is it, Project Something or Other, where they're authorised to stage a, a, a planned UFO attack or something. Invasion. Yeah, the Project Invasion, Blue Book blah, 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 and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we discussed this point. last time too. With yeah, the exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, where do you where do you go with that? You know, I think, mm. um, you know, I mean, there's the Seven Sisters of the Pallades. You want to talk about uh, Jane? Jane's uh, Jane's tempted me there, right? Don't forget the authorities don't like to acknowledge the Paracas skulls in Peru. DNA is female human and the father DNA is of unknown origin. Yeah, you're pulling on some strings of unlocking the code there, Jane. Uh, absolutely. You know, the elongated heads. Uh, I mean, where do you want to go with that? I mean, multiple tribes and cultures around the planet actually used to bind their heads uh, and a lot in South America to mm. you know, honour the gods, right? But then there's the Paracas skulls, which are actually larger than ours, right? You know, in, and that they've actually got red hair still on them, right? And there's hundreds of these things. Um, look, the the question I've got there with the Paracas skulls, and I'm sort of just throwing it out into the ether here, uh, is that I've never heard about a body, right? How tall these people are. Like I've heard about the skulls, but the actual skeleton and the makeup of the skeleton I've never seen before. Which it's, uh, you know, well, and look, see, this is the whole point. Is is this a big? <laughs> Uh, with the last three years now, money issues, maybe the invasion will push everyone over the edge. Look, I, uh, me and Anthony, we, we try to steer away from uh, modern issues when we're on this show, but however, you also can't ignore it, right? The 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 financial pressure that's being put on everybody right now, regardless of who you are, is definitely the next part of the plan. Excuse me. Um, you know, during the chaos, there was... Yeah, you know, there was this thing, what is the plan? The plan was, you know, do what happened, control them by this, do this, do this, and then when that falls away, economic impact, inflation, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, right? Um, yeah, I used to have that document, but I can't find it. There's that because you know, the, the three years was pretty chaotic and I saved a lot of stuff, so I don't know where it is. However, um, is are they preparing us for that? You know, uh, I still think that, you know, one day, all of a sudden, the US is going to have anti-gravitational vehicles, right? Oh, you know, we created the Space Force. Yeah, yeah, we built this. Yeah, they've mm. had it the whole time. You know what I mean? They've, they've finally right. reverse engineered anti-gravity technology, um, which anti-gravity technology in itself is in a whole other conversation. Uh, I wonder where Grub is. Uh, however... <laughs> um, you know that that technology isn't as far fetched as everyone would like to seem uh, to think that it is. Uh, that's a rabbit hole. That look that 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 bit of study got put on the shelf, and I, I will pick it back up again. However, 
like I said before, nothing is off the realms of possibility. This is the issue, mm. right? It's yeah. like it could be everything, it could be nothing, right? And and you're totally right. Which is disinformation? You know, again, we can't talk about Fight Club. However, we just spent three years under a psychological operation. Okay, it's hard to deny that now, right? Uh, and how much of that was disinformation? You know what I mean? Like, where do you go? And these mechanisms are in place. You know, these these mechanisms are in place to insert these things into the public through social media and blah, 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 blah to create these reactions. And I think what we all need to do is have a – just remain open-minded, okay? You know, you, you, the two blokes that are talking to you tonight want to believe – everything right okay we want it you know we want to believe however you just can't do that you've got to make sure you cast your objective perspective um it's critical yeah exactly you've got to remain thinking critically at all times because you know what percentage of it is true you know uh it's it's crazy stuff yeah, I was going to touch on what Paul's saying. Yeah, transport advice would be nice. Um, I was going to touch on what Paul's saying here. Like, you know, with AI technology coming through now, and we're also getting close to the um, oh, I just lost it now. The uh, the computing, the uh, oh, quantum computing. Quantum, thank you. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. don't know why I just had a blank spot then. Yeah, quantum computing. Like now, we've uh, like that's supposed to be like insanely fast computing. You know, the technology, like we're still trying to get an idea of how to. Uh, maintain it but um once ai gets in touch with that like the things are just going to get crazy like i i sort of feel like we're going to have a hell um you know terminator skynet sort of situation going on here nearly with ai taking over everything and you know with art imitating life do you know that you know that skynet is a computer chip company in real life yeah i know i'm not joking joking. that's true i've seen it yeah it's insane. It makes it even scarier. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone not watch the Terminator? You know what I mean? Um, it's like the Simpsons. You know, they're, they're, um, they're, they're predicting the future. I tell you what, uh, Michelle, remind me about transporters later, okay? Because there could be an argument that there is transporters on this planet. Uh, to that, that is actually not that far from the truth. They're not, not like Star Trek transporters, but is there? Is there portals between sacred spaces and sacred spaces on this planet? Yeah, I, I have. Oh, yes, we've talked about this in the past. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Well, we haven't been on in a while, mate, so I don't know how many I know. people yeah. have, heard our, have heard our ramblings in the past. <clears throat> That's right. So go check it. Um, there was, we've done a segment here, guys, in the past there. Um, what was it? Unlocking the Coded Realms, I think we called it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So go check that on the podcast there, guys. You'll find those episodes there, and there's where we basically just go all out on you know all speculations and mm-hmm. whatever we can sort of think about the time they talk about you know possibilities and such like and ancient technologies and to whatever <laughs> so go check it out well look um, we can you know mars is along the extraterrestrial uh wavelength i can i can chat a little about mars yeah that's um, where i was going to go with that sort of thing when we were talking about ancient uh hybrids or whatever your picture yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah well there there is it's I'm trying to remember which cultures it are. I'm rusty, man. Uh, there's multiple cultures on the planet where their measurement system. It might even be Egypt. The measurement there's 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 measurement systems 
somewhere in North Africa, somewhere in that region, where the measurement system, if you, you know, you, you, you times it out to 360 to create a globe or a circle, it makes no sense here on Earth. But you put it on Mars and it makes sense, right? Mm. Um, and, you know, Mars is like a half-peeled orange. I imagine most of your listeners would know that. Most of the people listening would know that. But something, you know, there's that big scorch mark on Mars. Something hit Mars and it exploded. I mean, you yeah, want to go back. Yeah, I know you know this. You've listened to the same thing I've listened to and that's where I was going to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Continue. Sorry, mate. I'll cut you off there. Sorry. No, you're right. You're right, mate. Um, you know, is there, have we trans, you know, is there, look, the Mars stuff, look, I want you to go where you want to go with it. I was going to, where I was going to go is that <laughs> there's a lot right. of photos um, coming off Mars now. And look, I don't, again, very critical. I've got a very critical eye, okay? The, the, for every 50 photos where everyone goes, yeah, look at this, it's awesome. There's maybe two or three that I'll go, there's ruins on Mars, okay? There, there was a thing that came through some of the groups that I'm in a little while ago now where there was a, a perfectly triangular door uh, in the side of a mountain on Mars, right, which yeah. just doesn't make any sense. And I remember sending – actually, it came through one of our groups, didn't it? Because we were sending it out, and it's uh, – yeah, it's, it's real, okay? They, they, there's interesting stuff coming off here. But we don't have to go that far afield, mate. I mean, if we were an advanced species in the past and if we achieved space flight and all that sort of stuff, where would you go first? Where would the base be? On the moon, right? And, you know, the moon is weird in itself, mate. Where were you going to go with the Mars thing? Because I'm curious because I don't think we were on the same <coughs> page there. I think we are on the same page, mate, because I listened to the same – I think it was a, a TikTok there. The, the missus sort of put me onto it. And they were going through with – well, what if we weren't really from Earth to begin with? What if we actually originate from Mars because our bodies are different to the sense of how we are developed here? Like, you know, we're not mm. designed, our backs and all sorts of stuff, you know, spinals. Um, you know, we're not designed for this sort of gravity or something like, you know, uh, our skin's not designed for the yeah, sun look, and all sorts of stuff. I'm trying to find the not, video there so I'm going to share it yeah. up. But we're not, we're not designed for this planet, right? We're not designed yeah. for this planet. That's an interesting thing. I mean, that's the hybrid stuff. Like, you know, I mean, there's the alternative, uh, you know, there's the origin theory. There's the Palladian story, okay? Um, you know, well, actually, let me cover the portals then while you're trying to find something. Um, so this is a story that I've told before. However, um, when I was 16, which was just the other day, right? No. <laughs> uh, 16, 17, I, was, I used to be live in Arnhem Land or Northern Territory. And I got to spend some time uh, deep in Indigenous Territory. I was invited onto Indigenous land because I used to play footy with these guys. And um, they invited me onto their land. We went crabbing. There's a whole other big story. But anyway, second night we were there, the quintessential uh, old Indigenous man with the big beard and the red thing around his head and the, and the pretty much a loincloth comes wandering out of the scrub somewhere and joins us at our fire. And uh, he was answering questions. Um, and one of the questions I asked him as a naive, you know, 17-year-old was why didn't the Indigenous invent the wheel? Why didn't they do transport? Like, you know, and he looks at me matter-of-factly and he goes, two reasons. 
goes, number one, we like walking. We like attaching ourselves to the earth. And it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, right? Very Yoda-esque, right? And then he said, and secondly, if we go from place to place, we need to go to sacred place, we just go through the rocks. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, in the Kimberley somewhere, right, basically you walk through a cave, right, say it's 50 metres long, you walk through a cave in the Kimberleys and you pop out the Grampians, right? And he just said it like it was a matter of fact. There was no, you know, like that is what it is, right? And there is some, somewhere in, um, somewhere in South Australia, somewhere in South Australia, Northwest South Australia somewhere, there's a national park. And this is happening to this day where you go to this park and you go for a walk and you end up in Western Australia somewhere, like 300 k's from where you're supposed to be to the point where the farmers there uh, know it happens on a semi-regular basis. They find random backpackers or bushwalkers in their paddocks and they're like, oh, you were in XX National Park, weren't you? And they're like, yeah, oh, well, come in, have a sleep. We'll take you back in the morning. And they've been transported hundreds of kilometres in minutes, right? So, you know, we're getting into a, we're having a different discussion now about what has this planet been? What has the the species on this planet been? What has the history of this planet been? Where is our technology and what types of technology have we reached in the past? Okay. Um, I know Anthony agrees that, you know, once upon a time we were part of an advanced ancient civilization. Okay. Uh, I would say Graham Hancock's one of the, the main people for that. Uh, however, you know, here at Unlocking the Code, that's one of the big parts of the research we've looked into. And the evidence is overwhelming that once upon a time we were advanced prior to the cataclysm. And where did we get to, right? The survivors of that, uh, who were they, right? Is that us, okay? Um, where'd Anthony go? <laughs> He's just there. Yeah, he's... I, I, I think it. I, <laughs> yeah, I think I can do. You ran it. You, you, I thought you just abandoned me, man. I'm like, oh no. And you bought. Now, now I'm carrying the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I found a new button I can do. I was like, ooh. Oh, buttons, buttons. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm tinkering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't give us the the the, the suitcase, right? Don't hit the yeah, red no. button. No, no. We better <laughs> hit. We got to hit it. No, we got to hit, hit the button. Just, yeah. yeah. It's a button. You got to press it. Yeah. We just, how do we know what it does, man, if we don't press it? You know what right. I mean? There's no sign as they're saying don't press it. Even if, it's, even if it says don't press it, you're going to press it. Well, actually, <laughs> speaking of press it, don't press it, I was interested to hear the, the going back to the original video that we started tonight with, that press release, right, how specific they were. We have found no evidence of advanced retrieval spacecraft, blah, 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 blah. Like, that was incredibly specific. They did not have to be yeah. that specific. You know? Yeah, that's it's my like, little skit that I threw together. I had to go and really point that out when I had to go and break it up go, all right, that's a perfect moment, split that there and add that in there and double it up yeah. and go, yep, we have not yeah. found technology. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have not found technology. There is no evidence. Neurolinguistic yeah. psychosis. We have not found technology. Yeah. It sort of makes you wonder, like, I'm trying to keep it, you know, objective on both sides here, coming from him coming out being a whistleblower and then Kirkpatrick saying, what, like, they found nothing. And it makes you wonder, like, is Aero being read into any of this stuff here or has it been hidden away from these guys there so they can't come out public with 
think that they ha- to say that have found something that's sort of a ET origin or something that is that could defy our physics. So that, that's the big question there. Like, what are they being uh, read into or being able to investigate into? Because so far, it's just everything's really um, minor sort of evidence that they've been given to go and sort of share with us. Mm. Um, so it makes it like it's stuff that's easily to, uh, to you know to analyze and work mm-hmm. out. Like Mick West, like I'm a bit of a fan of Mick West the way he does things. He okay, of course he's like on the other side of the fence. He's trying like not jump to the conclusion that everyone else is like us. You know, we're trying to be like, oh, woohoo, yeah, aliens are here. But mm-hmm. he's making sure, like he's making sure that uh, the military is credible and everything that they share. So mm-hmm. he gives the evidence. He gives the like you know what sensors they are using the. The methods behind it, he, bre- he breaks it right down. Like he's, he's an incredible, incredible guy. So the people give him a lot of discredit because of what he does. But mm. I sort of feel like he needs to be given a lot more credible um, highlight for what he does. Mm. Uh, well, look, yes guy. and no, but Mick, but Mick West did try and uh, <clears throat> didn't he try and discount the TikTok video? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, which is. Which is um, which is pretty much spot on as well. I, I quite agree with him. It's a parallax effect with the um, the objects that they're seeing, mm. same as the effect is that um, the one that's in Afghanistan, that little shiny ball. That's a, another parallax effect. What the object is though, that's the that's the next question. Like that's that's yeah. the biggest question of it all. Mm. But when they're trying to say like um, like the media ran on this as well, saying this object it's flying over the top of the ground here, you can see it's zooming through, when it's probably not even moving at all. It's just the parallax effect from the drone flying around and it's just, yeah, the camera's locked onto it. And as the the drone is moving, you know, it's trying to, you know, perspectives. It's rolling around it, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's sort of hard to like... It's a hard one, man. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 I can see what you're saying, right? And <laughs> I understand what you're saying. However, how do we discount? I mean, you know, some of the stuff Corbell's been releasing is pretty profound. Um, where do you go with that, right? Um, You're referring to the ones with the flares recently? Or the yeah, there was flares? the flare one. There was the triangle one. There was a couple of those ball ones somewhere in the Ukraine. Um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. That. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's been a few where it's like, mm. how do you explain that what do you and i think and it comes back to what i said before is it the fact that it's so out of the realms of theoretical possibility that we want to dismiss everything about it right um you know because look i love the i love the uh, encounters down under page but geez there's some interesting conversations about some of those sightings whereas i (laughs) i would have you know, there's been probably half a dozen where everyone's been very, very critical. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think that is something. Um, mm. And it's like, but everyone, <clears throat> what's the difference between critical thinking and dismissing absolutely everything? That's the question as well. Yeah. Right? That's hard to get that balance as well. Because, yeah. like, there's so much bullshit on the internet these days there. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll admit it myself that I'm probably – the most damaged person I can think of when it comes to that sort of stuff, I'll mm. pretty much dismiss everything when I see it and I go, nah, it's, it, it can't be real. It's too good to be real or there's probably a more logical explanation behind it. And it's not to say I'm going to try and dismiss everyone. It's just mm. that I'm I'm too 
quick to sort of try and analyze jaded. it and dismiss it. You're jaded, mate. You're jaded. <laughs> yeah, I'm very jaded. Yeah, um, it's okay, and, and, and there's reason for that. Yeah, and it's, just, it's because the internet has just created so much bullshit. Mm. And like, I want I want people to be found credible in what they're sharing and and what they've encountered. And like, mm. I would love to be able to say that they're, what they've seen is of something that's substantial nature beyond mm. all our reasoning. But sometimes there's a lot of stuff that is people just don't understand what they are looking at. You know, I've mentioned this many times throughout the episodes. You know, people need to go and do a bit of their own analysis and a bit of a critical thinking behind what they're seeing mm. instead of mm. jumping to the conclusion that it is something phenomenal in that nature. Mm. But unless they've literally seen it going zipping from one end of the sky or there is a, a triangular craft or something that is hovering that can't, you know, defies our aeronautical capabilities, you know, something in that sort of nature. But mm. again, yeah. Well, you so a, a question for you, mate, then. Uh because I've I've got a few of your episodes caught up in the bank, but I haven't listened. There's a couple I really want to listen to. Of late, what has been, you know, let's 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 take away, let's leave the everything's bullshit in the basket for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. What is something that you've learned, or an episode that you've had, or done recently that um, has shifted your perspective back into, without a doubt, these things are real. Is there anything of late? Because we, we haven't spoken in a little while. So is there anything <coughs> that you – what's something? Or is there look, I, look, deep down, I, I know there's no bullshit there. I know there's something there. So to be honest, I really haven't really dismissed anyone or anything, or, or like particularly guests in that nature. Mm. Um, it's just more like the stuff that I might see through the uh, – scrolling through Facebook and all that sort of stuff. But – uh, like probably one thing that's sort of really stands out at the moment, like uh, it's one of the episodes that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks there with Mick. Um, what he's um, claimed throughout his lifetime there, like his his body's nearly invulnerable. As stupid, uh, like uh, as stupid as it sounds, like uh, like uh, not so, not so stupid, like uh, you know, as ridiculous um, as it sounds, yeah, ridiculous, yeah. Like, mm. it, it, you wouldn't think it's a real thing, but mm. the way he explains things, like but you can read his, his body language. He, he's not lying he's not trying to gain anything out of this and then uh, it wasn't until like a second or actually when i ended that episode there with him i had a bit of a chat offline with him and it wasn't until our second episode there where um, we talked about this even more it it opened up a bigger picture on what his life was entailing like, a, a, his whole life story leading up to this moment here going right there is something happening here there is a like i know there's other people have um you know claimed that they can talk to uh beings and all these sort of stuff and all that sort of stuff um and like that's fine like it still sounds ridiculous but these people i can't doubt these people on, on their claims i have no reason to because i can't mm-hmm. prove it any different mm-hmm. so i'm not going to judge them any less than anyone else in that regard mm-hmm. um but uh, as i was going on with uh, with mick like he mentioned that this being came at the window and said what are you doing here like like he has a bit of shit going on and all sorts of stuff. I'll wait, I won't um, bust the episode up too much. Yeah, yeah, really don't, don't give it away too much. No, no, no. But um, his body language, like, and I've had like, other people on the uh, the episode uh, on the show as well where they're talking, like, you're hearing their voices that Oh, yeah. Everything. Like, you know, there's no bullshit behind this. No. Um, no, no, no. Like, um, unless uh, I'm not paying actors to go and do this shit. <laughs> I don't know no. I need to go and do this. So, they're definitely not actors by any means, and they're mm. not getting any um, any benefits out of this. I'm not paying them. Or they're doing this all voluntary out of their own will, to, like on their own good heart, to go and sort of open up and just to share their you know, story. Yeah, share their story and 
produce the reality that is actually out there. Something is out there that's happening. Oh, it's and, and that's what frustrates me. Well, with the, the governments, we have to rely on the governments for the disclosure. Yeah, look, I know I had an experience like that here in the refinery um, with a couple of boys that had a Yowie experience. And I was pretty skeptical with those boys when they came into the studio. However, being here in the room with them and, and as I say, in the room, watching their body language, listening to them tell the story. And the thing is, you, I can't remember what episode it is now, but if you go back and listen to it, they saw something. They both, they were both there. They both believed they saw something. They heard something. And it's like, wow. Um, you know, I mean, that's a good example too. So with the Yowie thing, when I had that podcast, I was on a bit of a Yowie bent and I threw it at a few, because what I like doing, I like conducting social experiments, Anthony. So I throw different subjects at different people, right? That I know that won't, I don't think will join the conversation. And I was doing a bit of dirt work, um, you know, spinning around in excavators and stuff. And uh, the blokes I was working with, you know, old cow cockies and, you know, hard blokes. And and I told them, oh, yeah, look, you know, I did this podcast about this. Yeah, we're just having lunch. And the older dude there, he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. They're definitely out there. I'm like, what? Mm. And he goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. He goes, I used to be a, a, a ranger, you know, running the horse, uh, a jackaroo, running the horses up and down through the outback Queensland. And, like, there was this spot where if you went straight through, you'd save three days, right? But they would purposely go around this big, massive spot, this big bit of forest, right? And it was just, no, you do not go through there. No one's, you're not allowed. Like, the horses wouldn't go through there. No one would go through there. And you would rather add three days to the trip than go through this spot. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen stuff. They're definitely out there for sure. And again, matter of factly, like it's not a lie, not stirring. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Right. And I think a lot of these experiences are the same. You know, it's like, it was like the Min Min light that I shared with you, the, with your listeners last time. That happened. Yeah. Right. You know, two o'clock in the morning, we had a light shone on our car for the best part of, 15 minutes and it was super bright and it followed us and never get closer, never got further away. And as soon as we acknowledged its presence within a minute, it was gone. Right. However, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that happened. Right. And I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, yeah, you know, and there's no reason for me to lie about that. Right. So yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, and I think, it, yeah. do you think, like with your experience, here's a question for you. With your experience in your show, do you think that certain people have a proclivity to this? Are you because I mean, there seems oh, to yeah. be like some people seem to see more than others, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I and I wonder when we you know if you want to go back to the old alien and the monkey, <clears throat> is there a level of because everybody has their gifts, man. You know what I mean? Everyone has the things that they are good at. That's your special gift, whatever it is. And look, obviously a percentage of, you know, there's a lot of charlatanism in spirituality and UFOs and blah, 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 right? But, you know, as as you know, here at the UTC, we go on the 1% rule, right? What if 1% is true? Yep. And that's fair enough, I think. You know, like if you, all the stories you hear, what if 1% of the people that, claim to have that ability and claim to have that power is actually true and i think that's fair enough 
Yeah. Do you think that there's like a certain proclivity for some people? I mean, absolutely. Um, let's. Uh, I've mentioned this many times throughout the podcast. So, you know, why are so many people able to see these things where others can't? Uh, well, even there could be like a completely populated area, like say, like Sydney, the Gold Coast, Brisbane, wherever you want to be. Like, there's hundreds of thousands of people surrounding this one spot, and yet maybe this one person can see it, or like there could be like a handful of people in the area that could see it, but mm. the rest of the whole population can't see it at all. Yeah. Um, I've tried a little dabble a little bit on it, and I got put onto it. Um, I mentioned this before, tetrachromacy. Which is like a oh a, yes um, yes yes yes, and whether that plays a part or not. So people who don't know what tetrachromacy is, it's basically like you're seeing um, extra colors that normal people can't see. Is only found in women, and throughout my studies, I've sort of noticed like women are a lot more um, accustomed to seeing these things. Like they, they seem more prevalent and seeing, uh, you know, like say like a. Ghosts so, you, or, you know, like so how far did you get in? How far did you get into that research, man? Is it you reckon maybe there's a different part of the light spectrum, or it has to be something like I haven't really dived too much into it deeper because I haven't had time. Um, it's it's in my notes. I, it's in my notes. I, I know it's in here from one of the last times we did an episode, right? Yeah, that's the problem. I want to dive so into it deeper. There's so many. Yeah, like, it could definitely be like a different light spectrum, and like it's going to be hard to sort of really try and dive into it unless you start talking to people um, that work with optometry and all sorts of stuff. Mm. Then you guys are trying to approach them and going, hey, look, are you talking to people about their eyesight so they might have tetrachromacy? Mm. Are they seeing aliens and UFOs or ghosts yeah. more than what this person? It's just are weird. these guys being into another dimension that we don't see? Yeah. Uh, and, How do you like to bring that, that up? <laughs> but, but that's subjective as well, isn't it, right? I mean, exactly. how do you, how do you know? Jane's saying it's to do with the cones in your eyes. It would do, yeah. Exactly, it, yeah. It, that's... It, Something to do with the receptors and the and your ability to perceive right. color and space and time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, as as amazing as the human eye is, we literally don't see ninety nine percent of what's going on around us. Right, okay. the 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 light spectrum and the hertz that we can actually see versus what is actually available, at something like less than one percent or just over one percent, is all we yeah. see. So you know, who knows what's going on? Uh, you know, we could all sorts of things could be going on around us and we don't know. Um. Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that dude went on national television and said we are not alone. That, that, mm. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. And how do they deal with that? You know, like how how does that? How do, how do you? Even for those of us that are believers, how do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. Where do you put that in your in your process? You know, um, and what does that mean? What does that mean? You know, then you know the other question is the reverse engineering stuff, right? How much of our technology is reverse engineered from extra extraterrestrial or, you know, wherever it is, spacecraft? Yeah, right? and this is something we've spoken about before in the past too. Like I sort of feel like it's come from Roswell sort of time. You know, we sort of boomed up a bit from that. Um, like you can go from wherever you want to go from, really, but. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting from the from Roswell to about nineteen fifty eight or nine. The next big thing was going to be anti gravity technology. All of a sudden, Mm. right? And you can go back back and you can look back in newspapers and stuff like that and actually see that. That yeah, you know, I did I did a multiple part episode on Otis Carr, uh, which is you know for for you guys here. Um, you know, encounters and a UTC or the UTC guys might have listened to it already. If you haven't, 
go back. It's a couple of years ago, but Otis Carr, there's two or three episodes. Um, and, you know, I reckon, judging by the information and the research that I did, he built a UFO and, and flew it, right, using designs from Tesla and himself. Um, and the technology and the way to actually do that is... You know, I think me and Grub said, you know, give us the resources. Someone give us some money and we'll build you a UFO. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were talking about crowdfunding to make a UFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still um, in that dream, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if anyone wants to give us a heap of copper and magnets and stuff, and <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure to... there's a guy down in Brisbane there who had an actual proper frame for like a playground sort of UFO thing in there up for sale and the, the buy and sells. Like oh right, we're gonna... great start. We'll go and jump off of that. Use that the framework. You know, we'll start building. Yeah, there you go. Like there's, there's our disc. We'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, weirdly enough, uh, on the Brisbane Valley Highway, there's a guy that's got a UFO on a pole in his front yard, and I've often thought about knocking on the door and going, "What's with the UFO on a pole in your front yard, man?" You know what I mean? Like, should do it. What's going on there? I should do that, shouldn't I? Go there with a camera um, and a microphone, mate. What's this UFO about? <laughs> I get up in his face. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Go to a country property. What do you property. know? Yeah, what do you go know? to a country property with a camera and a microphone. It probably wouldn't work out so well, man. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know whether that's a good mm. idea. But uh, Well, you're pretty safe because it's not America. They're not going to be coming out with double barrel shotgun at your face. <laughs> well, potentially could be because of farmers. Yeah, I was going to say double barrel. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's, that's entirely, that is entirely possible. I mean, yeah. look, but I think... Um, have you seen Moment of Contact yet? Have you seen the episode? No, I've been really bad with documentaries. Like, because uh, it's not that I don't want to watch them. It's part of me like goes like, they're just going to be repeating the same bullshit over and over again. Moment um, of Contact. So I've been a bit hesitant, but I should, I know I should be keeping up with it. Um, Moment so, of Contact, like... please, everybody. Look, give give James Fox his 15 bucks. Honestly, uh, you can, last time I, we watched it about, I don't know, a month ago now. But it was on YouTube Premium, Moment of Contact. Um, so, I'll, spoiler alert, right? However, long story short, in Brazil somewhere, uh, a UFO crash landed and they basically got live beings and live beings were mm. running through the city. Um, and it's the same thing. Right, as I say, it, it's that's not doing justice. You need to watch it. It's me and my wife were like, "What? Seriously? There was a UFO that crashed. Aliens got out. They retrieved bodies. Like all this weird stuff happened. Mm. And again, it's like an entire town that saw it. Right? It, it's not like one person here to one person here. Everybody saw it. Everybody knows. It was in nineteen ninety seven. It was only, you know, 30 years ago. Um, that's a little depressing to say. 25 years ago, whatever it was, right? <laughs> um, Isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, um, it happened, right? Which means a lot of the people that saw it are still alive. You know, they talked to surgeons. They, they x-rayed these things. There was all this stuff. The US turned up mm. and took everything away. Like, it's... It's like a Hollywood story. However, the cover-up was so effective and so quick, and it's just some small town in, in South America that, yeah, as I say, you're looking for your next UFO documentary, I would recommend that to everybody and just pay the money. It's worth it. Um, but you know what I had about this, this whole outcome of that whole Brazilian thing there? 
Yeah. Americans had to come in and fuck it up. America coming in to save the motherfucking day, yeah. Fuck yeah, America. <laughs> um, but like, well, why? It's, it's, well, they are the preeminent superpower, man. This is the thing. Oh, you know, post World War, post World War Two, they have it has been decided that. Um... Oh, yes, really? Michelle. I don't, yes, Michelle. I got that video that'll be coming up very shortly. This is one of those things I'll be bringing up very shortly. Oh, well, um, don't, don't, shortly is too far away, mate. Bring it up now. Hang on, sorry, I did have it there somewhere. Hang on, I've got, oh, I've got a couple on. of things here lined up. I've got trying to like, like sort of slip in and you know try and roll. Well, then just <laughs> just tell me to shut up and 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 play. That's all right, mate. We're, we're just rolling. I just roll with shit. I don't organize stuff. Um, <laughs> no mistakes, guys. No mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is a, um uh, to go off a little bit off topic here. To, um, now, if you remember when we had the UFO hearing there uh, i think it was in may i think it was or it might have been a bit earlier i can't remember there's one of those hearings there where the if you remember this sheila here i don't know if you can see this sheila of non-human oh. origin for at least several decades oh, yeah. just stop that for a minute so she came up there they had some questions there from the press there not long ago this is when there's like um they had a bit of a joke about aliens you know yes yeah they were pretty dismissive um, yeah yeah i brought that up last time they had a bit of a joke and like oh if it was aliens haha yep there's etu phone home blah 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 and then an actual reporter asked, would you tell us? But because everyone was too busy laughing yeah, and carrying on, yeah. the question no, got missed completely. Yeah, but no, listen to no, this. No, if you no. haven't seen this one before, so I'll post. Craft of non-human origin for at least several decades. President's leadership Oops, and what he's been able to do with his cut. team. And I think that's incredible. So just gives a minute. Real quick, though. This whistleblower report uh, alleging that the U.S. military has been retrieving craft of non-human origin for at least several decades. Are we alone? And if we were not, would you even tell us? I would refer that question to the Department of Defense and let them answer that question for you. How good is that? Someone else's problem. Geez, that was rehearsed, wasn't it? (laughs) Pass the ball, yep. Thank you very much. Next question. Yeah. Well, interesting, you're talking about like Department of Defense and stuff. And again, I'm I'm stealing Grant's work. Go to the Unexplained Rundown on YouTube. he was trying because he's trying to get FOIA and freedom of information stuff out of the Australian government. And there's a big long list of things that are exempt from FOIA. And guess what? ASIO's on that list. The geospatial intelligence is on that list. Defense securities is on that list. Basically, every single department that we need to get information out of from freedom of information stuff is on that list. Um, mm. you know, and there's no need to apologize, Michelle. There's no plan. Uh, you know, like I said, we roll is, it. Yeah, and look, the <laughs> thing is, me and Anthony, we've chatted, we've chatted offline. We we, we went to Lake Mondura. You know what I mean? Like it's there's a bit of history. It's okay. Uh, All right, so I've just got this up here. I'm probably gonna get an ad straight up. Yes, which I do. So just guys, give me get this video up. It's um new one. Oh, geez, you you get YouTube yeah, premium, mate. Right. What's wrong with you? Oh, no, I'm <laughs> budget here. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, uh, um, we, we're both we're both multi million dollar podcasters, mate, isn't that? Oh, that's right. Oh, no, I lost that one. Yes, that's gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Making millions here, I can quit my job finally. You beauty. Yeah. Um, righto. Okay, so let's go to this one here. See if it's going to work. And all right, so I'll throw that on the big screen there for you. Now, um, I won't say anything. I'll let this play the video. There Just let it, let it play. Run it down. Yep. 
It is the police call everybody will be talking about. Thanks for joining us here at 6 o'clock. I'm Denise Valdez. I'm Brian Loftus. A family says something crashed into their backyard, prompting them to call 911, saying they saw creatures walking around. Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Sharns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David? Right, Denise, sources telling the 8 News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed, whether it was non humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So we terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot, nine feet, ten foot. I don't know. They're, they look like they look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. Okay. Like, like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes, and and they're not human. They're hundred percent. They're not human. Okay. Well, the eight news now investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night, but the big question is, what was it, and is it all connected? It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's, a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, no, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star. Then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What did you see? It was like a... Like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long testing top. I'm not gonna BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yeah. why I'm kind of curious. Did you yeah, see anything land in your backyard? Or they see like a big. That's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Kind of Police walk into yeah, the back. Yeah, we can hear. But Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question. But did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian was saying, during as we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video, and as you heard in that 911 call, they seem very reasonable mm -hmm. and honestly quite scared as you heard them in the call. No, um, it, they don't seem impaired in any way. And whatever crashed by the time that police got there was gone. But sources say that there's really no dispute. Something was in their yard exactly what we do not know. I mean, it's so interesting. So like the metro officers see something, the neighbors see something. I mean, so what could it 
be? Well, we know that there are obviously a lot of military bases around this area. Uh, George Knapp covers a lot of that stuff for us on the 80s Now Investigators. We're showing you drone video from above that area. And we know, of course, Creech not far away, Nellis Air Force Base not far. I checked in with them. They say they are not involved at all, and we are waiting to hear from the Pentagon as well. Hmm. And you talk to these people, it seemed completely legitimate to you. And, and do you have any personal thoughts on maybe what it was? Right. So it seems from talking to our sources that something happened. There was obviously some flash in the sky. A lot of people saw it that night on uh, the night of April 30th, early in the morning on May 1st. Did that exact thing land in their yard? I don't know. But these people said they saw some SUV circling the area. Could this, have, could this have been some piece of equipment that malfunctioned? Maybe they saw something and then someone came. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> right. Someone came and Picked retrieved it, it from the backyard <laughs> right. in the SUV. We don't know. This all comes as a former high-level intelligence officer, an air a veteran, was on News Nation talking about how there is a program where the government collects some unidentified objects. So this might be that. We just don't know. We're going to work to find and, out, though. And Brian no Brady. substances. They were looking no with clear substances. eyes. Goodness. Very interesting. Not report. big buggy eyes, though. This, <laughs> this is really unique. Thank you, David. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I agree with Michelle. That was not drone footage. That looked like some sort of mm. Google Earth type thing. That that was that was definitely computer generated. And where was the yard? Did it crash in? It looked like a lay-down yard. It looked like it that's what it looked like, yeah, it did. And if that is actually the house itself that they claim it to be. Mm. Um, it's mm. a fairly decent-sized property where something's going to mm. crash into. And did it take off again? Like, there's there's a big part of that missing, right? I mean, what did the... These people said that there's nine-foot beings in their backyard, something's crashed into the backyard. Did it take off again? Did it... What did it do? I mean, there seems to be... You know, for Channel 8 News investigators, they, they didn't really tie that up in a bow real well, did they? No, that's right. And sure, there's going to be someone's going to have like. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I got CCTV camera there and hang on a second. Yeah, I've got my, um, my, my slave here. I'm oh, sorry, my personal assistant, I should say. That's bringing me a nice cup of tea here because I'm a million dollar uh, podcaster here. I can afford to get a personal assistant. She ran off from me. I shouldn't like that. <laughs> sorry, guys. Don't be mean to your missus. That's not very nice, mate. I like teasing you. Uh, it's good. Um, but yeah, listen, it, that's interesting. I mean, and you know, all the Air Force bases surrounding that, you know, that's the other big question. Are they already in cahoots? You mm. know what I mean? Uh, I'll never ring the authorities, you reckon, Jane? Yeah, that's a fair call. Mm. Um, I mean, but what do you do then? You know, the, you know, uh, and it's like, we, we sit here and talk about this and we discuss it and stuff. It's like, what would you do? You know, if the, I've got a fairly decent yard. If I looked out the back, I was, you know, getting a cup, cup of tea or something and, uh, you know, there's a UFO that's crashed in the backyard and there's nine-foot-tall beings standing next to it. What are you going to do, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. How would you handle that? Um, again, like, surely someone would have had a camera there or someone would have got their phone out to start trying to take pictures or video footage of this. Like, it turns out if it's the only person at home, I don't know, but, like... It, there's got to be yeah, some exactly. sort of footage here or something. <laughs> Run and take the be. ship, you reckon, Chris? Just, <laughs> just crash tackle them. Yeah, old-fashioned spear tackle. Uh, <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> We've got him by the ankles. <laughs> well, I think. Well, <laughs> well Jane's going to ring you. Uh, oh, I'll see what I can do. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll try something. <laughs> uh, Oh look, I think you know. Th- there's one of the one of the classic stories of that the Christopher Mellon thing. Yeah, you know, Christopher Mellon went. Is not is it Christopher Mellon? Is he the guy that went missing for three days or whatever it was? Oh no, that's um. Uh, oh, not Christopher no. Mellon. You know the guy I'm talking about, though. Oh, right? no, the guy with the um, mustache. Chris Nolan, I think. Is, I don't know. Whatever, it is. No, it's not that. Uh, anyway, you know who I'm talking about. I do. One of the one of the greatest lines in UTC podcast history, um, by Angus was right because we were discussing it. Because the story goes that this UFO crashed and this logging crew was there and they went up to have a look at it. And, you know, we were sitting here discussing in the refinery. It's like, yeah, boys will be boys. Someone said, for sure, go and touch that UFO. You won't fucking touch it. I'll touch it. Don't you worry about that. For sure, that dude bum rushed that UFO. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> I'll fucking touch it. I'll touch it. You won't touch it. You're scared. Travis, Travis Walton, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, Travis Walton bum-rushed that UFO to touch it because he, no one said that he would. Yeah. <laughs> he Pixar it didn't happen. Days. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pixar didn't happen. You you deny Pix all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a finger. Happen, give, me, give me a finger, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you would think uh, in 2023... Like that, yeah, cool. That little five minute skit was interesting. However, in twenty twenty three, no one got their phone out. No one mm-hmm. hit record. No one, you yeah. know, you know. And look, they said, "Did you see something?" Oh, I saw ten foot tall dudes. What did you do? I would have stared there. Up like, where's the rest of it? Like there, and then that leads into. Were they told that they could report on it to that point? Yeah, you know what I mean. And in you know, comes the were... conspiracies. Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, as the report said, the, oh, there was classic, the, the, the black SUVs, uh, you know, circling the block or whatever, you know, like, 
But again, that's a persistent story. Like the Men in Black thing is a persistent story as well. I mean, the the Westall people talk about the Men in Black from the sixties. Um, mm. You know, that's a, that's another persistent story. You see something of of a significant nature, and within a couple of days, you get a knock on the door and told to shut up. You know, like and the, look, I like the story. I'm interested, but where's the rest of the footage? Yeah, because for sure, someone took a photo. Yeah, you know, Chris says they're not showing it all as like usual. It's, yeah. yeah, it seems pretty spot on. Yeah, that's right. Because there's there's another side to that. There's another side to that uh, for sure. Uh, that is not a, it. You know, if they just spent weeks investigating that, then go back to the drawing board. What happened? You know, like because it's like, oh, what's your personal thoughts? Oh, you know, it could be anything. You know, where's the, as I say, someone got their phone out and took a photo. Someone got their phone out and took a video. Yeah, at all. Right? You know, at where's all. the TikTok? You know what I mean? <laughs> where's the, yeah. Where's the real? Like, you know, for sure that happened. That's um, perfect. And so where's the, I'm where's hoping the, someone bloody grabbed the phone, the footage, and ran with it, like just pissed off with it instead of hanging around. Because, like, you know, they're definitely going to come and go, hey, what footage you got? Give it here. Yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. Like, where's the. I'm hoping they yeah. ran off with it. <laughs> and look, as a, I agree, I agree with Chris. You know what I mean? They didn't really show the property. I agree with Michelle. The drone footage didn't look real. Like there's, there's, whilst it's an interesting story, there's, there's immediately half a dozen holes there. Where, yeah, and because it's private property, they blacked it out, but yet they can show parent drone footage of the actual property. Mm. <laughs> like it's, it's a weird one, you know. But again, it's it's another it's another tile on the mirror ball, Anthony. You know, it's another piece of information where it's like, what are we doing? You know, he's he's if that's if that's made, you know, would it look, must look like morning TV or whatever it is in America, um, mm. you know. But again, the silence is deafening from down under, right? Yep. However, the the silence is deafening from down under about many 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 things, man. That's the other issue that we have, right? Um, and it makes you wonder who, who is Big Brother? Basically, is my question. Oh, I'm pointing that America straight up. <laughs> it's their fault. So, what else you got for us, mate? Is that is that the last of your little videos, or what are you doing? No, no. So, um, if you want to go back to the whole the the civilization from Mars theory, there, if you want to dive back. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Go on. Yeah, go so on. Show right, us. I'll show this video there, guys, and um, just give me a moment. I've got to go and do my little clicky buttons here again. And yeah, look, I sort of I do agree with Michelle. It's like a, it seems to be like there is um, a softening, right? It's like keep inserting these stories into the zeitgeist, <laughs> and it. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's another theory about the a lot of the movies of late. How many space alien movies have there been there? You know, the whole Marvel universe and people from other universes and dimensions and blah 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 blah. You know, is that all part of the story as well? It's an interesting question. It's an interesting indeed. question. It is indeed. All right, I'm going to see if this works. It's not a proper full screen, unfortunately, but we'll go with that. And I'll add this one here if you guys can see this. And I'm going to click play and enjoy. Guess for about six minutes there, guys. So, oh, hang on, I'm going to turn this up. Oh, no. Say that again. Sorry, guys. No mistakes, December guys. No mistakes. 2013. Noted ecologist Dr. Ellis Silver publishes his book, Humans are not from Earth. In it, he proposes that humans possess a multitude of physical vulnerabilities, such as slower childhood development, a heightened susceptibility to illness, 
spinal problems, and difficulty giving birth. He concludes that they most likely evolved on another planet. There are a lot of indications that mankind, the human race, actually did not evolve on the planet Earth. For one thing, you know, if we go out in the sun too long, we get sunburn. And that doesn't make a lot of sense unless the conditions on planet Earth have changed very dramatically in the last few thousand years. You have to wear sunglasses outdoors. That also indicates that our eyes are not properly adapted to the planet. Some recent studies in sports medicine have shown us that the human body creates two types of fat. One isn't a good type of fat and the other one is. And interestingly enough, studies show that if you bring the temperature down to about 67 degrees Fahrenheit, you create the good fat and not the bad fat. Near the equator on Mars in the summertime, it's about 67 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that's Mars today with very little atmosphere. Imagine in the past where Mars had an atmosphere, the average temperature on the surface might be around 67 degrees. Another factor is that when astronauts actually go into space, their circadian rhythms, their body clocks change from 24 hour days to a 24.9 hour day. And that happens to be the exact rotational period of a single day on the planet Mars. Given the fact that our body clocks are tuned to the planet Mars, not to the planet Earth, that indicates to me that we actually came here from there. While the notion that humans could have originated on the lifeless barren surface of Mars may sound far-fetched, scientists are now certain that in the distant past, the red planet was once blue and boasting a more robust atmosphere. One of the most fantastic things that we've discovered with our orbiters and our rovers on Mars is about its history. And a number of really spectacular surprises have come out. The first one is that Mars at one time in its past looked more like the Earth. It was a blue ocean world with a significant amount of water. We know for a fact that billions of years ago when we were first getting started here on Earth, then Mars was a much more clement place. We know that it had a thick atmosphere to shield and blanket the planet. And it would have had organic molecules, the building blocks of all life as we know it. So it stands to reason that maybe Mars had its own genesis, its own origin of life. If the human species was genetically engineered by extraterrestrials, as ancient astronaut theorists suggest, is it possible that it was designed for the environmental conditions of its original home on Mars? And if so, what might have caused our ancient ancestors to come to Earth so many years ago? And at some point billions of years ago, Mars, it suffered a, a kind of environmental catastrophe. Its atmosphere started bleeding away into outer space because it had no magnetic field to help shield the planet. Some have suggested that at some point, Mars had an atmosphere and due to some cataclysmic events on Mars, the Martians had to find a new home within our solar system, and they came to Earth. So what if we are the Martians? In 1976, author and researcher Zechariah Sitchin proposed that a 12th planet 
once existed in our solar system, just beyond Mars, that was somehow destroyed. Although his declaration was based on his study of ancient Sumerian texts, it was largely dismissed by the academic community, who thought the idea absurd. But recent physical evidence has come to light that may prove Sitchin more correct than even he believed possible. October 7th, 2008. An 80-ton asteroid enters the Earth's atmosphere and explodes 23 miles above the Nubian Desert in Sudan. That day, an estimated 600 meteorites literally showered the landscape. But when examined, the meteorites were found to contain something incredible, diamonds. They also contained something else, evidence that they came from what scientists now believe to have been a lost planet in our solar system, one which was destroyed thousands of years ago. The asteroid belt in our solar system, it's a strange thing and some have suggested that these are the remnants of a planet that exploded at some point and the inhabitants of that planet either went to Mars or they came to Earth. I am convinced that the reason why there is such a huge fascination with space travel is because that's where we come from. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> and that, that does lend into a fair bit of stuff that we've done here at uh, UTC. The, the Sitchin's work with the Sumerian tablets is definitely there. Uh, and, yeah, the, the his interpretation of the Sumerian tablets is that there was um, some sort of galactic battle, the planet in between Mars and Jupiter, I think, uh, where the asteroid belt exists, uh, exploded. Um, and, yeah, that we fled from Mars to here, from here to Mars. Um, if you believe the Anunnaki story, that there is another, um, there was an outpost on Mars at some point, um, and there's not, there's a little bit of evidence to suggest that that is true. Um, there is Planet X, or, you know, the, depending on where your belief system mm. sits, Nibiru, which they've basically proven exists. They just can't identify it. There is something that causes our solar system to wobble um and yeah the sitchin text suggested and also some not just the sitchin text but you got to remember he's translating sumerian text okay and people like to pick apart sitchin but no one spent the time that he spent trying to translate them so it's like you can cherry pick the things that he might have got wrong or right but there's some interesting um tablets from the sumerians talking about different planets talking about different uh you know 12 planets, 11 planets, um, and theoretically this Planet X, we'll just call it Planet X to not trigger people, uh, is on a big elongated orbit. Um, and there's an interesting concept around that too, right? Whether that actually is part of the eternal cycle of the planet. It comes around every 26,000 years uh, as the cycle of the equinox completes its journey, um, which we are at the end of as well that's the other you know that's one of the other things we've spoken about before is that we are at the end of many many cycles have yeah further to that research and it hasn't come to me since uh the problem with doing over 200 plus episodes and all the every other stuff that i've done is i can't remember everything man 
Um, but on one of the episodes, we did talk about the the measurement system, part of the measurement system that exists in some of the cultures here on the planet doesn't suit this planet, it suits Mars. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on that, watching that again? Yeah, look, uh, I try not to jump to conclusions or speculations, but like, it seems pretty feasible, I should say, like, uh, to say the least. Like, you know, like uh, I'll show this up again. Like, they're finding weird stuff on Mars, whether it is real evidence from Mars with the rovers and all sorts of stuff. And I'll just bring this up again. So we can build that up. Hang on, is that working? Oh, hang on. Do that button too. There you go. So, you know, talking about Mars, where we're coming from. This yeah, there you stuff. go. There's and the door. Yeah, there's the door. Well, it yeah. looks too clean to be. It's been cut. It's been cut for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and there's definitely there's as I say, out of the hundreds of photos that I've looked at that have come out of Mars, there's probably ten or fifteen where it does look like it's collapsed structures. It does look like there is, you know, Mars had something on it at some point. Um, it's, and again, even if we just think about okay, let's 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 leave the where did we come from? Um, even if we just went from we were an advanced civilization here and we were bouncing through the solar system. First you'd go to the moon and then you go to Mars. Now, yeah. where do we want to, we want to go to the moon then we want to go to Mars, right? I mean, this is the, well, we won't go back to the moon. I mean, look, the moon's a whole nother thing. I did an episode on the moon. <laughs> I did mean, an episode. We've been to the moon before. I mean, we've never yeah. been to the moon. <laughs> Don't start that. Um, got now, tea, oh, well, that's good, mate. Um, we did a, I did an episode with Loomis from the Chan It Down podcast on the moon late last year. It's a very good episode. We did a fair bit of background research. There's many different theories. However, what is the obsession with Mars? You know what I mean? What is yeah. the, 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 the human race has these weird obsessions that sort of lend to some of Sitchin's work. And Mars is one of those things, right? What, what yeah. is our obsession with Mars, right? What is our obsession with gold, right? Why are we obsessed with gold? Gold is, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it, it never changes and stuff, but it's weird, right? And we have a weird reaction to gold. Um, mm. as I think shiny, now, really. Well, no, <laughs> gold is gold is something different, right? So I'll, I'll tell you my experience with gold. I mean, I, I did I did a lot of I, I spent a fair amount of time uh, back in the FIFO days working on gold mines, both here in Australia and and in Papua New Guinea, and I was privilege enough to see a couple of gold bars poured um at the end of the process right number one the guy the gold pourer guy that i met that had been doing it for a long time was from the eastern might have been from ukraine eastern states eastern block states somewhere um and he was nuts because all he did was pour gold right they, they call it gold fever um and I, i'll be honest man and i'm not a i'm not a big gold wearer if i wear jewelry it's generally silver or not gold i just don't wear gold it doesn't really interest me um however i tell you what man seeing that gold bar poured i was like oh my precious my precious you know what i mean there was something weird about it like because i'm not i don't really like gold it's like what mm. am i doing like there was a weird like a oh i need it you know what I mean? like, yeah yeah it's like i need it i need it and i don't know whether the car's got there yet that's a good question <laughs> I don't even know where the car's gone. Like, where was it supposed to go? Yeah, um, everyone's um, in the comments here. Sorry, um, Michelle's in the comments here. Where's the car gone? She's referring to Elon Musk's 
Elon oh, Musk. He, yeah, he sent the 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 Tesla into space. Um, yeah, look, Elon's a whole other kettle of fish. I know he went on the JRE a couple of times. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to Mars. Sure, right, I was supposed man. to. Don't know. Depends how fast it was going. Um, yeah, That's look, I think Elon Musk. Yeah, go on, find out. Where's Where's Jamie? Where's our assistant? Um, the Elon Musk does know more, right? The fact that he poignantly said on the JRE, if aliens and stuff existed, I think I'd know and laughed it off. Um, again, why do you say that? Right? I mean, surely if he's the preeminent uh, space contractor to the US government and the Department of Defense and blah, 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 yeah, he knows more than he's letting on, right? I mean, as I say, my prediction is in the next little while, we're going to have a jump, like a leap in engine technology, whether that be zero-point generator, whether that be electromagnetic generated, whether that be pulse engines or, you know, perfecting the scramjet or take your pick. Uh, I predict that in the very near future, we're going to have a massive advancement in propulsion if the UFO, UAP stuff doesn't come out um, before then. Right, but yeah, are we from Mars? I don't know, I don't know. Right, um, where's the car? Can we find where the car is? Somewhat, uh, I get a bit of mixed answers here. It says, um, the car is not expected to get closer to another planet until 2035 before making two passes within a few million kilometers of Earth in 2047 and 2050. So, by sense, we're all going to be dead by the time it even makes it to Mars. 2047 is not that long away, mate. I mean, I hopefully I'm still around. It's only 20 years away. Come on, mate. We're not that old. <laughs> I'm only halfway wow. to death anyway. I'm not, I'm not make it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to live long enough to go and see what's going to work out in this world. <laughs> well, what else have you got, mate? We've been at this for about an hour and a half. What else have you got? Yeah, we've been killing it. Look, look there's a lot of things like, um, oh, look, you know, we haven't, we haven't touched on NASA coming into the UFO topic. Some say the car is fake. Yeah. Look, that's mm. an interesting question. Um, the, the problem is how do we diplomatically talk about this? The, the growing number of people that think the Earth is uh, on a turtle's back floating through the universe and it's flat um, has it's gained a lot of traction in the last few years for some reason. And the, the reality is that most of the photos that we see of Earth are not one single photo. They are um, stitched together from many different photos, right? Or CGI. Um, CGI, right? So that's, you know, is the car fake? Look, I don't, I don't know. Elon Musk is pretty crazy. You know what I mean? Like he, 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 no one else is landing rockets vertically on a pad in the middle of the ocean. So, mm. um I reckon he did it. I reckon he did it. Uh, but yeah, the footage from the car and all that sort of stuff. I mean, again, we get, we're getting into blurry territory where it's like supposedly we went to the moon in 1969, but we can't go back, right? Um, and supposedly the president of the USA talked to the people while they're on the moon. Um, yet, you know, I, I had Wi-Fi trouble earlier today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> we're. But at the same time, we are talking together, you know, 
six or seven hours apart to people all over the world. So it's it, it, it's an interesting one. What else you got for us, mate? What else you got? Yeah, so I mentioned before, I was talking on the top of the car there, we haven't talked about NASA from your point of view, uh, going and in, jumping into the uh, the topic of the UFO, starting to investigate into them. Well, look, I think they had to. Well, they had to, didn't they? Um, I think there's. I wonder about the amount of segregation, right? It is. It is entirely possible, as far as I see it, that NASA is a completely separate part of the government, and maybe they don't know about the black projects. Maybe they don't know about the UAP UFO stuff. However, there's been that many – I mean, we, we forget too that whilst, yes, the, the UAP task force and all these people analyse thousands and thousands of cases and dismiss most of them, the ones that they didn't dismiss number in the hundreds, right? So, like I said, the whole 1% rule, right? Yeah, sure, we looked at 10,000, but 100 were true, right? That's 100 of these cases are truly true. And it's – they can't dismiss some of this stuff anymore. Um, and again, I reckon again, like th- there'll be a massive jump in technology, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just I looked at Christopher's <laughs> Christopher's comment there. He's talking about Elon. <laughs> look, I don't know, man. It's <clears throat> who's who's part of the the one percent super elite, uh, the to people that are obviously running the world. because it's, And this is the other point too, and I don't want to get too conspiratorial and we can't talk about Fight Club. However, it's pretty bloody clear that it's either bureaucrats or major corporations that run the planet and that are controlling pretty much everything. So who is in control and are we just being spoon-fed, you know, little teaspoons of sugar to keep us interested? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot to it. Like you can always speculate and things there. In the end, we're not really going to know the truth until they actually go and really come forward. With but NASA, evidence they have. But yeah. NASA have never come forward with anything. No, and but they had to. You know, I mean, mm. I mean, don't they run most of the space observatories? You know, I mean, yeah. One of my weird stories about UFO UAP stuff. I don't know. Actually, might have been after the last time we spoke. I don't know if I've told you this, man. Um. Many years ago, in the mid two thousands, uh, it was basically when they had the camera on the ISS, right? And you could, you could. It was in the early days of YouTube, I think. You could log in, and you could actually watch the ISS feed, pretty much live, right? Um, yeah. And I remember I had a couple of screens set up in my office. I was, you know, doing some oil and gas stuff, and I was watching when some weird ship approached the ISS. Like it literally. It was a weird-looking triangular-type ship, and then feed cut out, mm. right? And I was literally watching it when that happened. So it's like, you know, what is real, right? I mean, That's you know, right. the 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 Black Knight satellite is one of those things that is constantly, forever brought up, and there's some pretty interesting photos of that, uh, or a supposed footage of that. Is that a remnant of an ancient technology, right? Or is it, uh, you know, again, are we an alien ant farm? Are we some big mm. science experiment, right? Is that, that's that's a that's another question, you know? Yeah, and like people are always claiming like NASA's faking stuff all the time. Like you said, like you know, they bring up fake footage of the Earth and all sorts of stuff. 
there's been videos there of uh, astronauts on the space station there they're fake um on green mm. screen stuff because you'd see them pulling on cables and stuff as it's spinning around or yeah there's some weird um, stuff about that eh? like yeah they're, yeah, they're standing like, like supposedly floating in space and then someone drops something and it just falls to the ground you know what I mean? yeah I'm, like, I'm trying to find the videos there so if, if people haven't found them, i'm trying to like bring it up i can't seem to find the exact same exact footage mm. but like it makes you question though like and like you said like they've they cut feed from the live um space station feed yeah I remember, yeah, like, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it was. I was asked another. I think I I guessed it on another show, and I had a flashback. It's like, yeah, I remember. I, that's exactly right. But the problem is, too, Anthony, is that it's actually quite clear that NASA has been faking photos. Okay, mm. there's been, you know, again, let's just take the one percent rule. You know, one percent of the people that have come out and said that they used to fake photos for NASA. Um, yeah. Uh, Earth Ancients is another podcast by Cliff Dunning. He's he's an interesting guy. He's got an interesting voice. However, he's got very good guests, um, and he's had a fair few guests on about they would doctor photos. They doctored photos from the moon. They doctored photos from Mars. There's a whole department within somewhere within the great big mechanism that doctors photos before they get to the light of day. Um, you know, and you've got a, the problem with the moon footage from back in the day is it, it looks fake. A lot of it does look fake, um, uh, you know, and, then, you know, there's all sorts of stuff about those guys as well, as well. I think who's the only one left? Buzz, is it Buzz Aldrin? He said some, he had some more cryptic stuff to say a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, he said, I think there's one that there's a question there. Like there's little girls asked him, I don't know if that's true or not, but the little girls asked him like, oh, what was it like being on the moon? And he's like turning around, oh, what do you mean? I've never been to the moon. I don't know if you've seen that little video there. That's a little. It's like one of those little feeds that you come across Facebook there at some point. Yeah, like, Buzz, Buzz, yeah, Buzz Aldrin has said some cryptic, cryptic, really cryptic stuff over the years. Mm. Um, like you have a normal conversation, then you go, "Oh yeah, there was aliens on the moon." Then you just keep going, right? He, he, like it's a, he just sort of slots these things into weird conversations. Um, you know, I mean, Neil Armstrong's an interesting one as well because he should have been America's sweetheart. And he basically, you know, first man on the moon, blah, 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 blah. He came back and, you know, after his initial interviews, no one heard anything from him for years and basically died a quiet death as an, as an old man from, from what I can remember. Um, there's weird stuff. And again, the photos that we get of Earth, they're composite. That's the word I was looking for. They're composites. So it's like, mm. where do you go? You know, mate. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, and well, the fact that they said that they can't get back to the moon as well because they've lost exactly. It, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> bullshit. It's yeah. totally. It's like that's that's not true, right? I mean, you know, why haven't we been back? If for nothing else, the capitalistic, materialistic, narcissistic psychopaths that uh, you know that run the world, why aren't we mining the moon? You know what I mean? Like. Right. Why aren't we mining the moon? You know, there's the exotic minerals on there. There's exotic things on there. Um, and again, you want to you want to go to Mars? Why would you go from Earth? You're using two thirds of the fuel to break the atmosphere of Earth. Mm. If we had a base on the moon, that's right. It's a third of the gravity, right? Yeah. Look. Um, look. Just want to. Um, yeah, the way their hair flows is some of the questions here. Yeah, NASA has lost credibility. Look, I, I can't disagree with some of the stuff. Mm. And look, as a, Michelle's totally right, is there truth in it? 
That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Mick. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with how uh, you know. I don't agree with the treatment of Mrs. Goodall, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, who knows if they still might be living below the surface on Mars and the Moon? I will add Earth into that, Jane, because yeah, the definitely other thing Earth is, as well. Mm-hmm. Right, where do all the Tic Tacs go? Where are all these things spotted? Where there's there's a percentage and a type of these vehicles. The only place they are spotted is over the ocean, right? And the bottom line is we know more about our near-Earth space than we do about our own oceans. We've got no idea what is under the ocean, okay? Um, I do like that, that Mars video as well. It's interesting, the the neuro-linguistic programming, um, that dude's voice, like that's the classic documentary voice, right? You listen to him, it's mm. like, oh, he's got a very authoritative voice. And it's like people say a lot of this stuff just matter-of-fact, Oh, this is true, and that is true, and they're they're singular statements in a six minute TikTok. Um, we don't know, like a lot of the things those guys said. We know this, we know that. At unlocking the code, the only probably the only thing that I have truly learned to be true is that pretty much anything that is said to be true, most of it is built on a bed of bullshit, or it's very thin. Right when mm. some of these professionals make these grand statements, if you actually dig into what they're saying, there's not a lot underneath the surface. You know what I mean? Um, but talking about underneath the surface, I am very easily convinced that. Well, he, here's something, Jane. All right, talking about underneath the surface of the Earth and for everybody else. Uh, let's pretend for a second that there has been a civilization that's existed on this planet for X hundred thousands of years. Okay. Now, supposedly in the last 160,000 years, you know, 12,800 years ago was a, a, a cataclysmic event that basically killed 75% of all life above, you know, all mammals, all beings, all animals. Right. But in the last 155,000 years, there's been extinction level or semi-extinction level events something around 30 or 40 times, okay, in the last couple of hundred thousand years, how many of those would you go through before you figured out that under the ocean was a bit more stable place to be? I mean, we've all been to the beach, right? And when there's big six-foot waves on the, on, the, on the surface, you dive down. How deep do you dive down? It's perfectly calm. Yeah. Two feet, you know what I mean? Not even, like, yeah. right? You know, um, you know it, it, all the stuff that you see on Hollywood with arrows and st- with or bullets in particular through the water—that's a total lie, mm-hmm. right? Water, water will stop a fifty-caliber bullet point blank within like three feet. Okay, um, the MythBusters did that one back in the day. Um, under the water is much more stable than the surface of this planet. You know, under the mantle, in the core—I mean, they just recently found oceans underneath the mantle that they never thought existed you know they just recently found voids you know there's a cave in vietnam that has its own atmosphere and it has its own rainforest and its own everything this thing is ginormous right and it was spotted some guy was just standing on the other side of the valley saw a hole just a small cave on the other side of the valley they went in there and this thing's 30 kilometers deep and it's got massive caverns and its own rainforest and animals live in there. And how many of those exist on this planet that we've got no idea about, right? Um, and one of the other uh, 
folk tales or fairy tales that persist through every culture is people coming from under the earth, right? Um, there's even a story, oh, it's in North America. What are they called? The Ho- Is it the Hopi? The Hopi? I'm, I'm, dragging, sure. I'm dragging stuff up. But anyway, long story short, the, the ant people came up and grabbed the tribe that was near the Hopi tribe. I'm pretty sure I'm right here, right? So the ant, they called them the ant people because they lived underground. And they came up and said, hey, cataclysm's coming. Come with us. We will protect you. And they took the people underground and the cataclysm came. And then X amount of time later, they led them back up to the surface and said, you know, good luck. And that is their origin story, right? That is what, as far as they're concerned, what happened. You know, and when you start digging into the the species differences on the planet, not as Homo sapiens sapien, there's variations of us. However, there seems to be like Floriensis. Uh, there's there's this weird tribe in Asia somewhere that literally doesn't look like us, um, and their origin story is that they crash landed, and they've got all these weird discs. Uh, what is that? The sh- no, oh, we're talking about this, or, um, yeah, we're in Nepal or something. Or it somewhere like, in um, there, somewhere in there. But they've got all these weird discs that look like records, yeah. and no one knows how to read them or what they are. Or, um, and yeah, their origin story is they crash landed on Earth. Right, that's their origin mm. story. Um, and you know, in, in our modern world, we just go, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, it's I mean, like because like, we don't have the evidence for them. Like, there's nothing really to really connect them to us, I suppose, so our civilizations to really give them any credibility. And again, it's just like all secondhand information like everything else we've been getting handed. Yeah, but at the same time, man, I think there's a cognitive dissonance. I think uh, modern society has made us think that we're smarter than we are and we're not as smart as we think we are, right? Yeah. Um, and and we like to we like to pretend that we know when we don't, mm. okay? I mean, you know, the bottom line of all of this, man, you know, and we, we might tidy it up here, tie it up in a bow in the next five, by about half ten, I reckon. Yep. Um, however, the bottom line with all this, Anthony, is we've been talking for the last hour and 46 minutes. We've seen some very profound things. We've had some awesome people contribute. Thank you very much to everyone that's contributed tonight. It's really cool to do these live ones and and get the questions and comments from the, from the listeners and watchers. I think that's awesome. Uh, however, the bottom line is none of us know anything, right? And, mm. and, or here's what I say, right? So whatever screen you're watching this on now, okay, imagine that one pixel of your screen is what you think you know, right? The actual knowledge you do have is every other pixel. The actual knowledge available to you is the entirety of the screen, right? That is how much, you know, we've waxed lyrical for how many hours now on this sort of stuff. <laughs> but we still don't know much, man. We barely still touched the surface. Much. Yeah. Um, Michelle's, Michelle, uh, earthquakes. Yeah. The fact that there's earthquakes happening in Australia is concerning. I, I find that highly concerning because there was a time where I spent a lot of time on tectonic plates and trying to the whole Pangea and trying to fit it all together, which it doesn't fit together real well. There's a, there's a whole different conversation there. Um, mm. It looks like it does, but it doesn't. Because um, we're not on a tectonic plate, are we? No, we're we on are. Our own, we're on we, our own. We are. We are on our own plate. Okay. Yeah. But the but the problem is is that the, the well the Great Dividing Range, 
that runs up the east coast of Australia was once mm. a fault line. It was once a tectonic plate. Yeah. Um, there is many, many, many volcanoes in Australia that they term dormant, okay? Here's another one of these things, right? What, what does dormant actually mean? Dormant means we don't know when it went off last time. Yeah. It's not that it's never going to go off again. It's mm. just that Unlikely. as far as and- yeah, as far as we can see, it's never gone off in recently, right? It's like yep. and another it's dormant's so another one of those words where it's like, oh look, we don't really know, but we're gonna say a fancy word and everyone's gonna go, Oh yeah, it's dormant. <laughs> it's sleeping. Um, yeah, it's sleeping, basically. But yeah, no, the earthquakes are concerning, right? I mean, and it's it's not really something we've had to deal with here in Australia. Uh I was in a couple of earthquakes in PNG. They're very disconcerting. When the ground just starts shaking, uh it's it's not a cool thing. Um, but yeah, they are very disconcerting. And Michelle, as far as underground tunnels are concerned, uh, there's another, uh, there's a a short cast. You'd have to check the back catalog of UTC, but we did, I've done a bit of research on the tunnels. Long story short, there is tunnels that theoretically range from basically Africa to Europe or South America all the way up to Canada, okay? Um, yeah, Michael's got a good point there. I'll come back to that in a second. But, yeah, there is tunnels that connect underground from the Mediterranean to the UK, basically. Um, you know, you could go the the tunnel systems that are found outside Turkey, multi-level tunnel systems and all that sort of stuff, and the interesting thing about those tunnel systems is how did they light the inside of those multi-level tunnels? Yeah. How did what they about light? oxygen and stuff like You know, like breathing. Exactly. Oh, look, Ed, see, people are just trying to provoke us, mate. This is what's they going are. on. They are. Look at this. Antarctica's getting more. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> so Michael said, Eastern Australia is volcanic. Everything is waking up because of the sun. Seems it's only going to get worse because of the magnetic poles are in the midst of reversing. Yes. Mm. Disturbingly... Um, Actually, here we go. Here's one I prepared earlier. Here is the globe, okay? Yeah, that's meant to be so, flat. Yeah, sorry. I'll squish <laughs> it down. Um, so the, here's the geomagnetic poles here, right? Uh, theoretically, right? But the geomagnetic poles, I thought that they were twisting. Okay, so here's Antarctica. I thought the poles were coming, the pole was going towards Australia and then they were going that was going this way right it was turning like that they're not the poles are converging right so they're so yeah that one's moving up towards australia uh and the other one's coming down so they're doing that which is a big fucking problem okay because if you have the magnetic poles converging on one side of the planet that leaves a big gap in the magnetic field um yeah, it's 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 very concerning, and it's happened, right? It's happened, and the thing about the magnetic poles as well, um, you would have noticed that the part of the climate change stuff they've given up on the ice. The ice is melting. The ice is melting. You know that was a big thing. Yeah, I know much of that. Yeah, that's because the ice isn't fucking melting, man. Okay, <laughs> the ice no chases breathing. the poles. The ice chases the poles. Okay, mm. so you know. Those in our southern states, I don't know if anyone's, you know, me and Anthony are in Queensland. I don't know if anyone in our southern states, but have you noticed your winter's getting longer over the last few years, right? Getting a bit colder, getting a bit drier, right? That's because the pole is coming towards you, 
and the ice chases the poles. The ice is growing where the where the pole is moving on in both poles, and it's so breaking Australia's away. Australia's going to be uh, the new Antarctica, basically. Oh, not you think, but yeah, yeah. Um, My sister's bringing me some chocolate now. <laughs> that, that you be nice to her, okay? Uh, how's your bub, by the way, mate? Is he going good? good? Um, she's going good. Yeah, no, she's going great. I just heard her before they're having a crack, and mm. yeah, the the lovely wife here attended to her. Yeah. And she's so being very good. mean to me at the moment. If you could see her right now. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it, man. You deserve it. <laughs> I do deserve it. I deserve everything I get. I do. <laughs> you tell her that we're sticking up for her, right? You tell her that. Yeah. They're on um, your side, by the way. Just so you know. Michelle, look, <laughs> we we can't um Antarctica. Yeah, that that's not for tonight. However, was Antarctica once free of ice? Yes, it, it was. <laughs> All right. Uh, was Antarctica once free of ice? Yes, it was. Do some of the ancient cultures talk about a great land to the south? Yeah, they do. Was that great land Australia? Maybe. But could it have been Antarctica? Maybe. There's some very interesting maps out there, the Piri Reese map, the Buash, I can't even say that, right? Buak or Buash map. Um, there's a number of different maps that show Antarctica or a coastland of Antarctica in, in it. And as the ice has receded onto the different sides of Antarctica, trees have been revealed, right? Um, so is there pyramids in Antarctica? That's another conversation. Why can't we go there? Mm. Uh, why can't we fly over there? You know what I mean? Because here's, here's our little ball, right? So if you wanted to go, say we're in, um, you know, where's Australia? Say we're in, you know, we're in Melbourne and you wanted to go to, you know, South America, the quickest way is to go underneath, right? We can't do that. Can't fly over Antarctica for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, look, weather, the, the weather pattern is changing, Michael. I mean, and again, we can't talk about Fight Club and everything to do with that. I mean, how much of that is engineering and how much of that is the magnetic pole shifting? I think, you know, what everybody needs to understand is that these times that we exist in, we are at the end of a cycle in many different ways. Okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's great. That, that's comment of the night. Everyone's been really good, but that's well played, Nick. I'll give it to you. Um, uh, we are at the end of many cycles, guys. Okay. We are at the end of the equinox cycle. We are currently transitioning. Uh, the age of Aquarius, right? When that where that line is is an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I don't think we do. We died in twenty twelve, but the 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 um, the sun disc, the Aztec calendar, isn't actually that was reanalyzed many years ago by an archaeoastronomer, um, a anthropologist, basically a group of different skills got together, and they determined that the Aztec sun calendar was not actually. November 2012, when we're all supposed to die. No, it's the end of a cycle, okay? And the end of that cycle is 1960 to 2040-ish, right? And basically, the message of that sun calendar is look to the sky in your times, okay? We could then go to Gobekli Tepe, where the some of the, the, the representation on Pillar 43, if you could look above, the stars are basically exactly the same, now, pillar forty-three is representing when the last time, when the last cataclysm came. Okay, we're sort of like we're in the middle of the cycle, 
right? And we're coming to the end of that cycle. Um, and historically, many different ancient cultures speak about great change, great, you know, and it, is that, do the elites know that? And are they making their play? Or, you know, like there's so many conspiratorial theories. But the reality is, you know, like some of the alignments in the sky that we've seen over the last three years, the last time that happened was during the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, now, is that coincidental? Or is that, you know, what our galactic environment, what does that do? How does that actually truly affect us? I mean, you know, it's like, oh, no, it's all bullshit. Yeah, cool. Go to, a, go to an emergency department on a full moon and talk to me about it. Okay, um, you know, it's it, we're in a galactic environment that affects us more than we more than we think. In fact, we're about to in the next week or so make our first pass through the Torrid Media Stream. Okay, so twice a year in June, next week or so in June, and in the end of October, early November, we pass through the Torrid Media Stream. It takes about fifteen days to pass through it. It's about 30,000 kilometers wide. Um, and I'll steal Graham Hancock's quote. He's the best one. He's like, twice a year, we put a blindfold on and we walk across a six-lane highway hoping there's no trucks coming the other way. Um, <laughs> and and interestingly, so when I started the research, or when I started the podcast, shit, seven years ago now, um, the amount of money that was spent on trying to identify near-Earth objects was the equivalent of what it takes to run a McDonald's every year. Okay, so it wasn't much. In the last seven years, the money that's been put into trying to identify asteroids and near-Earth objects as like times 10 or times 20. Like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of research. And why? Why all of a sudden are we monitoring, you know, these near-Earth objects? Um and the thing is, too, like that, you know, the 80-ton meteorite that, you know, the, the, the Sahara got peppered. Uh, it's some, I was keeping an eye on it for a little while. I think it was last year. between It was last year. Between January and June last year, the number of objects that pass between us and the moon, which you think about in a space sense, is a near miss, right? Yeah. Uh, it was something like, 40 or 50 and most of them were bigger than a bus and most of them weren't seen until they'd gone past us right now the other thing is too is like yeah there's the sudan thing there was the thing in russia not that long ago um but every year multiple objects slam into the ocean right but they just haven't hit a city like these are city killing objects that slam into the ocean in the middle of nowhere and it doesn't no one cares right uh, because it doesn't hit a city. Hmm. That's a concern as well, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's it's weird times, guys. It's weird times. Uh, but think about that too, though. If we've got these objects falling in the oceans and whatnot and haven't hit, hit a city yet, like, the odds are quite high for a meteor to go and hit a city. Yeah. Like, the, the way residential areas, like, we're quite populated in a lot of, like, I don't know, Earth's quite vast, but hmm. the odds of all these objects coming from space and that and hitting a well, they yes, of some sort, you know? The, like, the, last, the last independent study I saw on the Torrid Media Stream, which is the one we're about to pass through, um, I think it was estimated there's still thousands of objects that are over a kilometre wide. Oh, okay. Thousands. 
some of them are like 10 kilometers wide mm, that's that's a deal breaker right? yeah, that's, that's gonna be a bad day yep. <laughs> you know um yeah i mean and all these things exist right i mean uh and if if anything else it's actually quite odd that we've had a pretty stable period for the last thirteen thousand years if you look mm. at it timeline point of view that being said though we did have a mini ice age in the 600s uh and yeah for the aussie listeners um i believe there's actually a short episode called double impact it's a few years ago now um that the mini ice age that basically assisted the fall of the roman empire and you know it's recorded in tree rings and stuff was actually a double impact that happened in the gulf of carpentaria um, and there's actually stories, indigenous stories and stuff like that to actually lend credence to that. However, the pa- that paper was never uh, released, which is interesting. What's Michael saying? We got, we, we, we'll tidy it up. We'll finish it up, guys. They're looking yep. for something. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a fair, that's a fair point there, Michael. Um, uh, do, we, do we have the technology to stop it even if we knew? Um, and I think, Which I don't think we do. I think we're pretty much stuffed either way. Um, they yeah. can try and send missiles and that, but I don't think they're very effective in space. Uh, no, Bruce, yeah, unfortunately, Bruce Willis is is, is too old now. Um, yeah, that's right. Oh, he's, he's, he's nearly gone. Yeah. You know, can't, can't send Brucey. Uh, but yeah. um, look, I think the thing is, guys, is that it's those of us that have an open mind and open perspective feel like it's really weird times. All right. I suppose if I had a message to finish off, it is weird times, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're not alone. All the weirdness that you are feeling and that you are experiencing is real. Um, and just just keep digging, keep being open minded. And uh, mm-hmm. Anthony got me back on the microphone. He dragged me out of the dragged me out of the uh, off the bench and out of your little corner you were holding in. Yeah, I was. Oh, look, I was. <laughs> I, I was, and I do appreciate it, man, because I, I've really enjoyed tonight. And uh, it, you know, talking with you know, seeing all the comments from the people, and you know, getting their questions and stuff. This is this is the reason we do this, man. Yeah, yeah. look, it gives you yeah. a buzz there interacting with people, doesn't it? It really makes yeah. you like, look, this is really worthwhile doing. Like, you can sit there and talk yeah. to someone, and like, you can go over and drone over things here and there. But when you start interacting with the people in the comments and that, it just makes it that so much more enjoyable. Mm, absolutely can't appreciate it people joining enough yeah absolutely oh the lucifer telescope you guys you you just keep poking us don't you Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but look i'm I'm gonna finish this up on a weird on a weird one yeah for some reason to go and think on so we've got uh claims of a non-human species right Mm mm-hmm What's to say this non-human species is not the dark shadow government that's been looking after us all these years behind their government lines, you know? Pulling the puppet's strings. Well, the now Simpsons, they're ready to come out and admit that they exist. Well, the Simpsons already predicted that, man. You know what I mean? In which episode? Uh, I don't remember. They stood there. It was like the grog and thing, and they pulled the, they pulled the mask off and went, it's us. We've been here the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know Matt Groening's obviously from the future, so definitely uh, got to be. Yeah, he's got way too many things right. Look, I 
you know, I mean, you want to talk about the stories about shutting down nuclear weapons and have they mm-hmm. diverted asteroids that are coming this way? I mean, well, that's right. Like we said, like we said earlier, man, the problem with this stuff is that anything is possible. And that can either be very scary, it can be very freeing, you can, you know, there's there's good and bad things to everything. However, yeah, thanks everybody. And uh thanks, Anthony. Good to catch up, man. And uh it's no, been yeah, great, mate. We'll definitely do this again. I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a copy of this so I can chuck it on the feed. Absolutely, um, mate. Look, mate, tell everyone where they can find you, where they want to listen to you and all sort of stuff and where they can get in contact if they want to find you. Yeah, look, as I say, I have been on hiatus uh, the last few months. However, I did release an episode on the Ark of the Covenant not too long ago with Loomis. That's a really cool episode. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's a bit of a not too much, but there's there's a lot, but not a lot with the Ark. Talk about advanced technology, ancient alien technology. Um yeah, I think uh, that's true, uh, that the arc, that is what it is. However, yeah, Unlocking the Code, Spotify, um, I haven't got, look, I've got 10,000 videos that I need to upload to YouTube that I haven't done, uh, but it's all audio on Spotify, uh, Instagram, Facebook, follow the page, Unlocking the Code. Um, I will be re-engaging with the research. It's actually been quite fascinating, Anthony, where I sort of stepped back and thought, oh, maybe am I done, am I done? Everybody keeps popping out of the thing. Like, come and look at this trip. We need you to look at this. I want you to come on here. So, <laughs> um, you know, so it, thank you very much for that. And it's uh, it's been cool, man. Thank you. But yeah, unlocking the code everywhere, guys. Check it out. Uh, yeah. My, the core part of my research and the reason Anthony got in touch with me and the reason we started talking is I'm really a part of the advanced ancient megalith uh, society, standing stones and stuff. And for those that don't know, we actually had a stone edge here in Australia. We actually have standing stones all over this country that no one wants to talk about. And, uh, yeah, a core part of my research is trying to reveal that story. So um, thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. No, that's awesome, man. No, thank you very much, Lee. So, um, all right, I'm going to click some buttons here. Click some buttons? Yeah, click some buttons and do this little doohickey there and voila. Um, look, yeah, look, thanks, guys. There, I appreciate a bit, um, Triff coming on there. Like, sometimes you do have to go and step back from this sort of thing there and get a bit of re-energize and sort of get a bit of a broader look at the picture and what we actually do here. And, and it can be quite tiring to the body and the soul, and that. And so it is good to go and step back and have a bit of a good little re-energize. I'm going to interrupt you there because Jane oh. keeps Jane keeps poking me. Unfortunately, Rex. Uh, unfortunately, Rex passed away. Um, he was quite sick, and he's passed away oh, not, yeah. not too long ago. Um, there's a That's guy. Right. There's a guy that uh, used to handle his research and stuff, and I have been trying to reach out to him. Uh, for, I can't, what's his name? I can't remember his name. But yeah, there's a guy that was Rex's right hand man, uh, and got all his videos and all that sort of stuff, and the Uru and all that sort of stuff. And I have been trying to get in touch with that guy, but I'm also very sensitive about the fact that Rex only passed away not too mm. long ago. However, yeah, Rex's videos. Um, yeah, he is on Facebook. But his his posts aren't shareable, and he doesn't like responding to messages. Um, I, I've I've tried to get in touch with Rex and his counterpart for a, a couple of years now, because um, yeah, he's got some very fascinating fascinating work, and he's he, he did a lot of the he walked the walk. You know what I mean? He was Indiana mm. Jones of Australia. He went everywhere, uh, and yeah. But yeah, Rex's work is very very good. Look it up on YouTube. I've got like. I don't know, a hundred videos in the queue that I need to watch of Rex's. Cause yeah, I've, I've been on probably oh, 10 field trips so far up and down the East coast. Um, looking at some different things. Uh, and yeah, the, the story of Australia is one that needs to be told. So 
Anyway, sorry, say your goodbyes, mate. I just <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah, re- rest in peace. Rest in peace, Rex. Honestly, man, yep. he, he did some really valuable work. It is. The um, marvelous stuff he's done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, guys, um, you know where to find us. You know, we're all on the, the socials, the Spotify's and whatnots and YouTubes and then, um, and be sure to go and share our podcast out there with all your friends and family who might be interested in the whole thing there. But, um, look, I'm not going to go on a tangent too much there. Everyone's getting tired and cranky, I suppose, and <laughs> leave us to it. So, um, Till next time, guys, I'll let you know when the next live stream will be and um, we'll talk then and uh, look forward to seeing you in the comments there. So, here we go, guys. Till next time and um, all the best. Catch you later. And that will do it, folks, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget, if you or someone you know has had an encounter, to please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast. If you are a fan of the show, you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description. So thanks for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hey, Root. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.